this is Ashley and I wanted to hop on here and make another podcast. It's been about three months since I've made since I've made one, but that's just how life goes, right? When you have five kids. And that's okay. Uh, this morning my I only have half of the notes for this what God has just been teaching me and putting on my heart on my heart. And I keep writing things down and saving things on my computer and notes on my phone and different tablets and journals. And this morning is actually Sunday morning. I don't know when I'm going to get this um, put out there for everybody to hear, but I it's actually Sunday morning and I have a sick baby or he's just not feeling well. So I am home with him. He's sleeping and my husband took the computer, which has half my notes and um all the kids so it's quiet and he left and i just felt like god was just like now it's it's quiet let's do this thing and so we're gonna do this missing most of my notes but that's okay because i (laughs) i know that god's gonna fill in the gaps and it's so much that he keeps teaching me about this and I feel like it's going to be so much more than just a podcast I feel like I'm going to share this many other times I was trying to come up with um, a streamlined way to share my testimony sometimes when you meet people or hear people speak they tell their testimony and it just flows and it's powerful and God has really shown them how that's going to be used to transform lives and when I look at my testimony and I even sat down and tried to write it out I'm like this is complicated there are just so many details I feel like I can't overlook or they just all fit into this puzzle but through this process God took me to the story of Jephthah and I just feel like Jephthah is my testimony like and that sounds really weird because he's a very small story in the book of Judges he was a judge but what I want you to remember about Jephthah is he went from wild to warrior. And I feel like that's what God keeps putting in my spirit. And I know this is very personal, but usually all these podcasts are. I don't really have things that God tells me like women need to hear this is what I feel like is God telling me is women need to hear what I'm teaching you personally, because it's going to, if it relates to me, most likely it's going to relate to somebody else. So this was a very convicting thing for me. So I'm just going to pray over this podcast, pray over everybody who might ever turn it on and listen. And dear God, we come before you. You are a mighty God. You are on the throne. You are in the business of taking wild and making warriors for your name's sake. I just thank you once again for what you did, your son did on that cross for sending him to die for our sins. And right now I plead the blood of Jesus over each and every listener that the power of your blood just cover them. I pray that they just be set free from any stronghold that has set itself up in their life, dear God. I pray that through the words that you want us to learn through this, that we be, um, we be, have find freedom in your name, dear Jesus. We just praise you because you're mighty. We praise you because you're on the throne. We pray protection of each and every woman as she is driving or walking through her house or just hanging out. We just pray that right now that your Holy Spirit just drop, enter into that situation, that she may feel you and feel your presence, dear God. And we just pray that you teach us your words as we stumble through this, dear God. Just help your word to come alive. Illuminate your word to our ears, dear Jesus, and help it implant into our 
our hearts. Hide your word in our heart, dear God. Help us with this. We praise you, and it's in your mighty name we pray. Amen. So, I don't know, I have like (laughs) five points on my phone just about this story, and I know I have several more somewhere else. So, let's just dive in and start talking about Jephthah. And I hope I'm saying his name right. I'm always like the one who probably, I I feel like God puts these crazy stories on my heart, but they're not crazy. They're in, they're in his word. And then I never can pronounce anything, but I just, you know, try anyways, make myself look like a fool, but I don't care. So Jephthah, I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. He's found in Judges chapter 10 and 11. I just want to start out saying that this is, For people who aren't churched, and I say that with air quotes, sometimes people, this can feel overwhelming to just learn a story from an Old Testament. So I'm going to give a little backstory. The Israelites are God's chosen people who he delivered out of Egypt. You hear about Moses who delivered him out. So then they go to the promised land. Here they are. So then now we are found Once they're in the promised land, you know, generations go by and Israel has this thing where they struggle. They go back and forth. They serve God and then they fall away and they begin to serve man-made idols. And I've always thought, how can they just serve like a chunk of silver or a a wooden um, Asherah pole or whatever it is I would imagine in my head. And then I realized actually um, through teaching from other pastors I realized they were not just statues so they were built and they didn't realize that they were dedicating them because any god that's not our real living god is an open door for demonic things so they these things that they worshiped had power so instead of taking their daughter who is sick to god the father you know the real living god the god of jacob they would take him or her I mean to these idols and there was power in that because it's demonic power and and Satan does not create but he distorts and he confuses and he steals what is God and he he tries to use it for himself so idol worship is nothing but satanic worship it's kind of bluntly put so here they are they're falling back into that back into that And I want to point out then that God, through this back and forth with the Israelites, he would allow other nations to come along and begin to oppress them, to enslave them. And when they would want to listen, when they would repent, then he would raise up leaders and he would lead them into victory. And then they would just fall away again. And this it's setting up a beautiful um, basis for why we need the savior, why he needed to send his son. So you can read through this and feel very bored. Like, oh my gosh, don't they just get it? Don't they just get it? Well, let me tell you, sister, you and I would have never got it if it wasn't for the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of what Jesus did on the cross for us. So we are just like Israel. That has nothing to do with anything I was saying. I just want you to have a little understanding before we dive into this. So Right now, opening in this story, they were oppressed for 18 years. 18 years of oppression this time. So I just want you to take a minute and wrap your mind around that. Because we can read this and just keep reading. Because it's a tiny little story. Tiny little sentence in the story. 
but 18 years, that's, I have a 16 year old son. So from the time he was born till now, plus two years, we're talking somebody's entire childhood. We're talking a mother's entire um, season of raising her children. We're talking about um, almost a couple decades of people's lives. This isn't just like um, a week. And in our microwave culture where we want things so quickly, I don't even know if we would survive 18 years of oppression. But I also want to take this time to parallel this story to what's happening nowadays. These all good messages, all good things that God teaches us um, relate to the now too. And I just want to say that um, we, we are under oppression now. Um, there is oppression beginning. And if I'm not talking even governmental, I'm talking um, spiritual oppression. I, I'm talking all different types of oppression. Whatever the Holy Spirit leads your mind to, you may be under different types of oppression. And so I just want to point out that we are under oppression in our fallen world. And, um, sorry, I'm losing my place. It's probably because I'm not even using my notes. I feel like I'm just like talking out into the air because there's nobody in the room with me. <laughs> but, so that's it. So 18 years is a long time. We'll just go back to that. Um, I pray, my prayer is that it does not take 18 years for people to wake up in their oppression and, and turn to the father because we have a saving grace. Now we have somebody who can remove this oppression in Jesus name and, um, through Jesus, we have somebody who took the sins and our oppression on his shoulders and he died. And the one drop of his blood is powerful enough to set you completely 100% free of the oppression that you're in. So I just want to throw that in there. So before he raised somebody up, he said to them to um, go to your idols. You made these idols, go to them. So let's just read it. So I'm going to go to Judges 10, 14. And actually, I'm going to back up some because the word speaks for itself. Let's see, where should I back up to? We're going to go 10, 10. Then the Israelites cried out to the Lord, we have sinned against you, forsaking our God and serving the Baals, which the Baals would be these idols they created. The Lord replied, when the Egyptians, the Amorites, the Ammonites, the Philistines, the Sidonians, the Amalekites, and the Maonites oppressed you and you cried to me for help, did I not save you from their hands? But you have forsaken me and served other gods, so I will no longer save you. He's saying, I've already saved you. When will you people get it? And then verse 14, he says, and you can highlight in this in your Bible because I highlighted in mine. I think it's a good reminder. He says, go and cry out to the gods you have chosen. Let them save you when you are in trouble. But the Israelites said to the Lord, we have sinned. Do with us whatever you think best, but please rescue us now. They got rid of the foreign gods among them and served the Lord and he could bear Israel's misery no more. I'm, I'm getting to Jephthah. We're setting up the, the basis of when Jephthah comes into the picture because he's going to raise up Jephthah. But right now I just want to point out because we can learn so much from this part of the story. Um, I just want to point out that when you're crying out to God, he might tell you, go serve the gods you've created. The gods we've created can mean many things. They can, they're idols that we have set up in our own life. And let me tell you, there are modern day idols from 
um, and they can be good things and be used in a godly way but when when they're used wrongly they can become idols and there are things such as medicine and programs and um, oh my goodness the list can go on and on and on so he says go go and worship those why don't you just go worship those since those are what's helped you for so long um, but the Israelites said to the Lord, you know, we have sinned. They knew. So they repent, they repented. And then they said, do whatever you think best. They said, they're okay with God. They want now God's punishment. Cause let me tell you, when you're under God's rule, his punishment is so much more full of grace than just being sent out to your sin. They say, do whatever you feel best, but please rescue us now. Rescue us from these people, these other nations that have come in and oppressed us. And then I like to point out that it says they got rid of the foreign gods among them. So they got rid of them. So their victory came. God showed up and answered their cry for somebody after they got rid of these other gods. So they had to have action before God intervened. And then it says that they served the Lord and then he could bear Israel's misery no more. And I want to point out the word served. You should underline that in your Bible. This isn't a microwave culture. So I, when I read this, I don't think that they just like said, okay, we're going to serve you. And then he showed up and um, raised up um, a leader to lead them. It, they served him. And that past tense word makes me think that this, this took some time because when I serve my family, it, it, it's an ongoing process. So I think that there was some heart change and they began to actually serve him. But God, so then we come to Jephthah, my favorite part. So when we talk about Jephthah, we um, think, well, I thought when I hear about Jephthah, he is the one that he was the mighty warrior and he um, took because he was raised up by God in this time and he defeated these oppress oppressors. And then he said, I will... Um, you know, I, what's the story? He'll sacrifice whatever to God. He promised the first thing out of his house, he will sacrifice to him. This is the story. And then his daughter come out as soon as he got home from war. So I've always heard this story. I've heard it actually multiple times, but I was just interested in him because he's a warrior. And I feel like God is raising up warriors now. And we need warriors to help lead God's people out of oppression. So people like Jeff that intrigued me. So once again, I feel like God took my eyes back. And if we start at 11, it says, Jephthah the Gilead, Gileadite was a Gilead. What? Oh, sorry. Jephthah the Gileadite, I can't say this very well, was a mighty warrior. His father was Gilead. His mother was a prostitute. Gilead's wife also bore him sons. And when they were grown up, they drove Jephthah away. You are not going to get any inheritance in our family, they said, because you are the son of another woman. So Jephthah fled from his brothers and settled in the land of Tob, where a group of adventurers gathered around him and followed him. Sometime later, when the Ammonites made war on Israel, the elders of Gilead went to get Jephthah from the land of Tob. Come, they said, be our commander so we can fight the Ammonites. Jephthah said to them, didn't you hate me? Drive me from my father's house? Why do you come to me now when you're in trouble? The elders of Gilead said to him, nevertheless, we are turning to you now. Come with us to fight the Ammonites and you will be our head over all who live in Gilead. Jephthah answered, suppose you take me back to fight the Ammonites and the Lord gives them to me. Will I really be your head? The elders of Gilead replied, the Lord is our witness. We will certainly do as you say. So Jephthah went with the elders of Gilead and the people made him head and commander over them. And he repeated all his words before the Lord and Mizpah. So, 
Um, I just, few points that I want you to remember about Jephthah. He went from wild to warrior, wild to warrior. So put that down deep in your soul. I also want you to begin to ask, what is God's plan for my life? And also begin to ask yourself, what am I listening to that's man's plan on my life? And what is God wanting to call me back to that's his plan? And is there anybody that I need to turn a deaf ear to who is being used to the enemy to speak lies into my life and tell me I'm, I'm not any good and I'm not worthwhile? So a few points about this. The first one is what God intends to use, Satan twists and distorts. I think it's so awesome when I read through here that God made him mighty and able to lead and fight. This was a personality. He led criminals and lived a life of fighting. Let's just go back to that part. Because when I read that, I almost like giggled inside myself. He fled from his brothers. So you have your his brothers that are telling him he's worthwhile. He's the, he's the son of a prostitute. He's going to get no inheritance. No inheritance. So... So you're just no good. So here's Jephthah. He flee. He flees because he he's not wanted anyways. He settles in this land of Tob, or however you say it. And a group of adventurers. And I looked up adventures in a Bible translation. I don't have that no, those notes with me, but from what I remember, and I can mess this all up. It was rough people. They were. Um, they were the wild crowd. They were up to no good. They were just this big group of scoundrels. They were adventurers. Their adventures were not fun adventures. They were just out to do wrong. And then it says that they followed him, which means like he was leading this group of adventurers. So he goes out, disappears because of the lies spoke to him. And he's out here live, leading these criminals, fighting, you know, <laughs> all for the wrong reasons. He's fighting, but it's all for the wrong reasons. Sometimes things inside us don't need to die, but what they need is restored back to the beauty of why they were created in the first place. God created him to be a leader. He could have said no. He could have continued in his life, but when, um, when they come after him, when the elders come after him and said, we need you to come back and fight for us, they must have seen something in him, seen a leader in him, seen these qualities that God put in him to make him them go after him. And he could have said no, but he did, he come back. And I love that too. And I just, I just wanna ask you, what could people be telling you that make you want to run away? That make you feel like you're not wor worthwhile? Because God has created you just how you are. And I think that things in our life need restored back to his glory instead of being distorted by the enemy. So let that sink in. I had, um, I met this girl here recently and she prayed over me and I just met her. I like, this was the first time I met her and she's like, I just want to pray with you. So she prayed with me and she's like, I just feel like God wants you to know, or you need to know that God 
God created you loud. And mind you, I don't know her very well. So I'm like, geez, have I been that loud up until right when we prayed? But I really wasn't. But it was God using her to speak some truths to me. And she said, God made you loud and he made you that way for a reason. And when I come home, sometimes I struggle after I'm with people because I come home and I'm like, oh my gosh, why are you so loud, Ashley? You just, people think you are just nuts. You're borderline obnoxious. But we need to learn to turn off these lies of the enemy that make us, that are like Jephthah's brothers. You know, that's what it is feeding these lies to us to make us run away from what God is trying to use it for his purpose and for his glory. So that's just an example. Um, another point is I love, um, oh, I just kind of said that. I love what seems like a character flaw was exactly what was needed for the king of God. See, I should have went over this before I did this. Um, you know, I went to see Jeremiah Johnson. He said some of you uh, were jackhammers for the devil, and then you get saved and you cut like a butter knife. Or better yet, you were lions when you were running around partying, but now all of a sudden you're boring kitty cats. I love that about Jephthah. He was not called to be a Christian, so he could be this quiet little kitty cat. Jephthah, um, his wild warrior personality, exactly what God's people came searching him out for. They needed a bold leader who's not afraid to be rough and tough and bold. And Sister Jesus Christ is looking for a worker and a warrior who isn't going to be scared to get a little grit and dirt on her hands. A few bumps and scrapes and battle scars are worth it for the bigger picture. He came after you. He set you free. And um, and uh, now your freedom needs to serve him. And however that looks. If Jetha wasn't too wild. If, oh, Sorry. If Jephthah wasn't too wild, I just want to tell you that you are not too wild. If God can go after Jephthah, you are not too wild. Because this man running with adventures, we know that he was quite, quite the wild cat. And the, But my favorite point of all of this is the voice that we're listening to. I already talked about that a little bit. He was, he was told he was not a rightful heir. He was unwanted, he was a nobody, born from a prostitute woman, pushed out. Some of us have listened to lie of the enemy over our lives for too long. Jesus is sending messengers to bring us back, just like they went after Jephthah. And I can be one of those messengers for you right now. Girl, it's time to come back. It's time to come home. I feel like there are girls out there that just need to know, stop running, stop the adventuring, It's time to come home. Your father in heaven is waiting with open arms and he's beckoning you to come home. You know, the good news of salvation, it finds us. And I wanted to find you today if you don't even have that. I want you to know that there's a father in heaven who loves you and he wants you to come, turn from your evil ways and begin to glorify God's kingdom. I want you to use these things that you feel like are bad and begin to use them for God's kingdom. I want you to be a battle warrior for God's kingdom. Don't live for the devil harder than you're going to live for God when you get saved. So if nobody has come after you and told you that you are one and I'll be, I will be that person. And not only are you needed, but you're one and you're needed in the war, you're needed in the fight. But the wonderful thing about our father in heaven 
is you are one and you've believed the lies from the long voice for way too long and your father says it's time to just come home and join the rifle battle. You are not pushed from the inheritance. You are a daughter and a rightful heir to the throne of heaven. So today we speak truths over those lies. We pray that all the untruth be silenced in the name of Jesus. Your wild to warrior moment is here. It's time to trade in those prison rags and put on your kingdom attire. Some of you might say, well, I'm not wild anymore. You know, I just gave that up. So maybe I'm talking to the people who are on God's team. They're already saved. And they're like, I'm just, you know, I was wild, but I'm just, I'm not wild anymore. You know, I go to, I put my slacks on and I go to church and, but I love the, what Corey Russell says, you know, God is not looking for a Sunday only, um, an hour a week and 20 bucks in a plate kind of Christian. He's looking for warriors. He's looking for people to do what God has called them to do. And that doesn't mean you have to be bold and crazy everybody's created differently but maybe you being a warrior is getting up and getting on your knees for an hour a day and interceding for your for your community and for your family i mean we need to begin to ask the holy spirit what does it look like i am saved for a purpose and i want to be used in your kingdom what does that look like speak to me dear god so i just want to encourage you to step up stop being a kitty cat when you were created to be a lion just like Jephthah led people, there are people out there that are needing you to step up and disciple them boldly. So Jephthah, when he was brought out of this, he began to lead people. There are people in your circle. Everybody has a circle that they're leading. And so I pray that you can learn something from this message and begin to lead the people around you in your circle. Maybe you go to work every day and there's women around you. Well, let's begin to listen to the Holy Spirit about things that we can lead them in. And how... And as we grow with the Lord in our secret place, it's going to spill over. And we are going to be an um, unstoppable force for the kingdom of God. I just, I thank you for listening to all this. I just, I'm going to stop. I just, I have so much about Jephthah. He just, he just encourages me so much. And I pray that he encourages you. God is in the business of turning people's lives around and delivering them out of darkness. Praise, praise his name. I'm so excited for what he's doing and the people that he's delivering. And I'm just going to pray once again, dear God, be with each one of these ladies who have tuned in. I pray that you begin to take them from a wild devil serving people to God fearing women who will be all in and are going to be a warrior for you, Jesus Christ. I pray that you give us the boldness to stand firm with our feet planted and tell the good news of the salvation of your son and the freedom that comes with that. Anoint our mouths as, our, as your vessels, dear God. Anoint our hands as we serve people and let the, let the overflow from our secret place flow out into our communities and our families and you draw people in. Let your Holy Spirit just fall out on people. We just praise you. It's in your precious son's name we pray. Amen.